It's funny. I was in such a dark place at that time. I turned to health and wellness to kind of get me through it. I signed up for my first marathon. And I would go on these training runs with these strangers in Central Park and over these long runs, like miles and miles. I was just sort of working through, what am I doing with myself? Could I really leave this job that pays so well? The night before one of our longest runs, I had a dream that I was an editor at a health and fitness magazine. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello. This is me talking in my belly breath. (laughs) Talking in my true note. True note. True, clear, crystal clear. Um, I was doing that in the shower. I was too, actually, the other day in the car after we talked about Ohm. You sing in the shower? Does Justin care? Mm-mm. I don't really sing. Not saying, but like, do you make noises? Like, Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm just in and out. I'm so quick. Oh yeah. Like I don't really. Mm-hmm. I don't really. Dawdle. I'm not a long shower taker Me neither. either. I don't really. I don't. I actually do want to see what people are doing when they are taking a 25-minute shower. Yeah, me too. I'm like, do you do multiple washes? Justin does like a figure eight. He like steps in, he steps out, he steps in, he steps out. Wait, 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 what? He literally standing there and he'll be like this and then he'll turn around and do like a figure eight. I like watch him. He like touches his left shoulder and then he touches his right shoulder. Isn't it funny how we have like, we we bathe and towel off in such a uh, habitual way. Mm -hmm. Like I like don't towel off. Oh. Because I heard that it gives you, your skin gets more moisturized by not because the water. Oh. And I've always had really dry skin. It's one skin. of those facts that now that you told me that, I'll never tell. I know. Again. And I, so I'm always <laughs> dripping everywhere and everyone's like, why are you dripping? <laughs> I just know that you you drip everywhere and then you put lotion on top of it. So, so you're I'm like, real wet. you're real wet That's for why my like couch an hour. Is stained. <laughs> Yo, any LA based interior designers, holler at me if you want to do a really low budget project. <laughs> I think your budget's pretty good, to yeah. be honest. And design an apartment. Yeah. I would love to have you. Send your pitches my way. 100blogla at gmail.com. Honestly, you're probably going to get a lot right now. No spam. Literally, though, I need I need some of y'all. So what's your what's your style? Art Deco Boho. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like a... Uh... It's like modern with like a boho, like holiness. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I want to make it a little bit more masculine than it's been. Mm-hmm. Cool. For, for Justin. And since we have such dark wood. Masculine feels good in a space. Like just kind of like mm-hmm. masculine lines, like mm-hmm. patterns. Sometimes when it's too, not that you ever have had too girly, but I, like I mean, when, I had a little banner over my bed. That wasn't a banner. What is it? it? It was cool. It's like a little tassel thing yeah, from Urban. It was like a boho banner. <laughs> it's dumb. And then I had this little like gold thing that was like, stay. it said, stay a while. <laughs> That's where you hang your keys. Maddie, that was so funny. Maddie saw it and he was like, 
this is basic and you're not basic. And it's oh fucking God. the truth. There's the truest thing I've ever heard. Dude, Maddie will read anyone in their homes. I love it. I love, I when love he, it too. I love about your thing when he's like, this is cute. What's this? What's this? I, 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 ha- I have a really dumb, uh, like a, what do you call it? Like almost like a dream, dream catcher, catcher type thing from Target. Therefore, it's it, like it doesn't catch dreams. Yeah. It literally feels like a mop. Anyway, he saw it and he's like, He's like, what's this? <laughs> and I was like, I know you hate it. Can you find me something new? Not to be a bitch, but <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh, I, I don't mean to be I a bitch, him. but I'm going to say the bitchiest thing that ever existed. He's the best. That's not him at all. No, literally. I know. No, I know. Like girls when we were in middle school, not yeah. to be a bitch, but. I don't want you to take this personally, but like, I think your mom ruined your life from your childhood. <laughs> To be honest. Yeah. If you want me to be honest with you. But sometimes it's like, when do you not be honest? Like, yeah, that's well, that's the whole I'm thing. I'm having a hard Why time too. Saying... Like, I kind of want to be more honest. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. Yeah. You know? Like oh, right cool. now. I'm re- you want to say, be professional? My fucking computer. Be prof. Be prof. <laughs> be prof. Who dat? It's my brother. Dilly. My Dilly brother. pick low riding. Dilly pickle low riding. Literally, Krista got in my car today and she like leaned I was laying all the way back and she's like, who is in your car? And I was like, mm, my brother. Yeah, he's literally horizontal. Horse. Too cool for life. Zonal. I actually, when I lived in Ohio, I used to, used to skirt, skirt around town in my Honda Civic with oh, a high spoiler fuck. and I would lay horizontal basically listening to Young Jeezy. Please picture it. Fuck. I would bump Young Jeezy so fucking hard to like fucking Cheesecake Factory and like, damn, dude. And like Outback Steakhouse where I worked. I would speed too all the time. I don't I know. I can see it. Yeah. I, I literally like, can visualize it. hilarious? Right? No. It was the best. And did have- you have, did you have like, well, back then like a CD book? Mm-hmm. Like were you popping in CDs? 100% so many. CDs and then what else was cool to have in your car that like burn CDs people would always have like a visor hanging uh, or necklaces or like little lanyards and shit I didn't really have those I don't think I had like a lanyard mm-hmm. or whatever I'm trying to think yeah you'd always have did you have a souped up car a little bit or no 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 well the spoiler was the only thing that was kind of souped up and it came on it what's a spoiler again uh, uh the back oh yeah my oh, dad was like cool oh, if you don't get in a car accident for a year I'll get you like <laughs> Like a like rims. neon rims or something, oh or a new system, and I I was kind of even hesitant at that point because uh-huh. I was I was borderline being kind of yeah whatever, and I I got in a car accident, so I've probably been in more car accidents than anyone in the world. I've been probably. in it probably twenty five, at least twenty five. It's bad. I wonder if that's how I'm gonna go. No, no, no! Don't say that. But. I, I've been having a lot of anxiety driving around LA lately and I don't want to because I think that attracts the chaos on the road. 100%. Like I, I actively calm my mind because I will visualize things happening. I know. And then have to like blink myself out of it like a freak. I just calm my mind and I just like start scrolling Instagram while driving. So ah. I'm just, <laughs> just joshing. No, sometimes I have to throw my phone in the back seat so I don't get on it. I don't do it. I well, don't do we're always it. I just am tempted to. We're always... Yes. You're, we're always fucking always stopped in traffic stopped. or at a light or whatever. Yep. So it is tempting, but yeah, you yep. fucking can't. Yep. Yeah. Quick question. Any free, uh, so 
design help also for you for you nutritionists is it bad to have pea protein every day oh i think i have vegan protein every day because i have like a fab four smoothie uh-huh. that's is a good question bad? i want to know are you gassy or feel fine I just don't know if it's like something that, mm. you know, how almost you should, like a corn or something, but it's not corn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like cycling like, your food. Like you, I don't, I don't know if you should be having the same yeah. thing every day. Sometimes it freaks me out to know that I'm drinking peas. Yeah. It's weird. I like it. Like it tastes good. It's fine. It's yeah. just like, I, I, don't I don't really eat peas. Yeah. Just how do they do it? <laughs> how do you get this from a pea? I think you ground it, right? Like, yeah, but it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy to think about. Lots of peas are dying. Yeah. Um, rip peas. Rip peas. Oh, did we want to take a oh, yeah. question from the group? Yeah, yeah. So um, in the group, you guys were kind of popping off on some uh, questions for us. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay and I are going to do a solo episode on questions that you had, but wanted to um, just answer one for you right now during our intro as it relates to our episode today that we are so excited about. And this is top five health behaviors they, us, prioritize on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's interesting. You want to start? I can start. Um, Yeah, you can start. Yep. Meditation. Sorry, guys. If you wanted something new, you're not going to get it. (laughs) I'm going to fucking tell you about meditation again and again and again and again. Yeah. Meditation, number one, changes my life, changes everything about my life, makes me happier makes me more calm. Um, I do Tara Brock meditations. I've talked about that before, but it's really just like sitting down, setting a timer if I have to, and then getting quiet and getting relaxed. Like I haven't really done a deep meditation in a long time. And last night I did a deep meditation before bed. I slept like a fucking Fucking baby. Yeah. It was the best. And also I'm thinking about people who um, perhaps are having trouble meditating And I was one of those people for sure. So I I think noticing what you're doing, what you're doing, eating, drinking, maybe like the hour leading up to a meditation too. Like I was Mm. noticing if I had any like caffeine, even if it's just matcha, like before you meditate, like it could create this buzz in your body that doesn't quite uh, align with like the deep relaxation, the deep Mm. mental space that you want to drop into. So I was noticing that was affecting me. Also, I try not to be... So I do it in the morning because I... I, um, I'm not on my phone until after I sit and be still. But when I was attempting to do meditation before... When I was looking at my phone before, it would be harder to drop in. Mm. So maybe noticing like if you're on technology, checking emails before, like see if you can take that maybe a half hour before and just like get quiet in everything you do, like start to slow down, mm. kind of put into neutral and then you settle in because to go from like chaotic to peaceful yeah. takes practice. You could do it. You could easily do it because you've been doing it for a long time. But I think for people just starting out um, meditating, you know, shift into neutral before with what you eat, with what you do. It's a good one. You know? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um. Okay. I actually, I've been noticing, I've been in terms of my diet, Mm -hmm. you guys know I went off coffee at some point using Four Sigmatic. And then in the last like month, I've been incorporating a little bit of coffee every once in a while. So probably like mm, three times a week. 
And I just noticed for my body, like I'm, I'm getting like pretty nerdy about when I have it, what I'm having it with, uh, what I'm going to be doing right after so that I can really use it instead of it just kind of like being in my body and I have this energy. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I just make sure to like, when I'm eating, and and I try to eat intuitively. I always like ask my body, I'm like, okay, what are you hungry for? You know, and I try not to force myself to eat something I don't want to eat or drink, but I, I, I am pretty mindful about the activity or um, the doing afterwards. So if I'm going to eat, you know, like just trying to think of something, something like high in protein that might take a little bit more energy to digest. I'm I'm going to be mindful about what I'm doing right after. I might not want to sit down and like write yep. and be creative because like there's a lot of just energy in my belly. So I might take a walk yep. and you know what I mean? Just being a little bit more mindful because I think some people get tripped up when they eat certain things and they're wondering why they can't like run right after or something. So just being more mindful about the types of food, the energy that it gives me um, and how it makes me feel mentally and physically. I'm just trying to be a little bit more in tune. That's a good one. I just let it take me over. Something else I've been doing is uh, celery juice in the morning. Good one. Yeah. It's so good. Crest Juicery has celery juice you can buy and then you can also make your own if you want or some health food Mm -hmm. stores have it. But it's been just really nice right when I wake up. So I don't really get thirsty and I kind of need like a little bit of salt or a little bit of flavor. So I just kind of like chug 16 ounces of celery juice. And it's really good for um, detoxing if you're looking to do that, improve your digestion, and then all helps with um, inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that Alyssa Goodman, who we've had on the podcast, is a huge fan of that. She's a huge fan of juicing. And she loves that mm. it's so gut friendly. So she's been talking about that for a long time. Um, but you can Google the health benefits of celery juice in the morning. But that's kind of like a simple thing that you guys can do that I've really been um, loving. I'm pressed juice. Got it right. Yeah, they got it right. They're no always. one does celery juice. No, Besides like a, a health market yeah, that has a little completely. juice bar. I was blown away that they have Air that. Air One doesn't even have celery juice. I know, man. And I was like looking for it. I'm like, you guys should have celery I know, juice. Like, have celery juice, make it $20. I'll buy it. <laughs> I bought a bag of sweet potato chips for $25 the other day. I didn't what do you notice. mean? What do you mean? There's a bag of dehydrated sweet potato chips called uh, Sweet Potato Awesome. And they're fucking bomb. It was $23.99. Oh, Were they dusted with like gold? Gold? Like frankincense. Dude, no, I didn't even know till I got home. I was like, oh, that was a little bit more expensive than usual. And then I was like, Oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to eat the whole thing now. Of course. Let me let me see what it feels like to eat $25 worth of chips. <laughs> like literally. I do it all the time. Okay. Where I'm like, I just ate $25. Whatever. Um, also, why is coconut yogurt so expensive? Someone please help this market. Yeah. Why is a jar $24? It's the probiotics, but I don't know why those are that expensive. I don't care. I ate a whole thing of coconut coal one time. It's like water. It's so good. It's so good, but I don't like it. I don't use a dollop. I don't dollop anything. Yeah. Okay. Next one is for me. Uh, I've been very affected. I don't even know if this is health and wellness, but take it as you wish um, by smells. So like incense, sage, mm-hmm. palo santos, me, essential oils, mm-hmm. all the things, mm-hmm. you know? That. So even if it seems like a little bit extra, I'm 
usually always burning something. There's something about lighting something on fire and like blowing it out and just kind of, I don't know what it is. Like whatever ritual you have, cool. And Krista just used sage and Palo Santos um, in, in cleansing and blessing her new home, which is something that you should absolutely do if you're moving into a new place. Mm. I do it um, before I meditate. I do it before I sit down and write. Like I just for some reason, it like helps me ritualize things that are important to me. So burn some shit. That's all. I love for that. that one. Yeah. I think you're really good about the scent thing. And the scent thing is about, you know, like keeping a nice home and like just being really thoughtful about your home. Um, something I did for my health that really truly is for my health is moving. And I know we've, I've mentioned mm. it before, but um, being in a congested space and a smaller space for me energetically was not doing me any favors for my health. And I felt like, and this is very energetic and esoteric and kind of weird and woo woo. So take it as you will. But for me, it was really, it created a really stagnant energy in my body and it created a really stuck energy in my body. And I feel so much freer being in a new invigorated space. Mm -hmm. Uh, So moving was essential for me. So maybe it's not moving for you. If you don't want to move, maybe it's rearranging your furniture, cleaning out your whole apartment, organizing your whole apartment, all of the things that come with moving, you can kind of incorporate in your home now or energetically cleaning it, but really moving and um, having a new space and energy has been uh, really helpful for my health. I think that's such a good one. Well, I I often think people overlook uh, the effect their space has on them. Yep. I have a friend now who's in a space and they don't really realize that it's like really not great stagnant energy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's nothing on them. It's just like, you kind of forget. And actually that was me in New York, to be honest. Mm. Like I didn't realize that like my space was, I was trapped. Yep. I was trapped. There was no light, no like um, fresh air coming through. So yeah, I completely agree. Love that. Completely agree. Next health bit for me, I've invested in having someone stretch me. Oh, at Stretch Lab? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. How much is it? It's, I'm doing like a monthly, I don't know. It's like a hundred and something okay. for like five stretches. Oh, I that's think. great. Something like that. I forget what it, exactly I'll let yeah. you know. Um, but Stretch Lab is actually, um, they're franchising now. So okay. hopefully it comes to your city. But Listen, for me, it's more, I'll do it once a week or twice a week. And it's just a reminder of how amazing stretching feels and that I can do it on my own. It's really nice to have someone resistance stretch you. So that's when like you're kind of pressing against their force and then you release it so Mm -hmm. that I actually don't know the science behind it. So we should actually ask him, ask my stretch guy that but it's effective and it just reminds me how good I feel when I stretch. So it makes it more of a habit on my own. Um, Do you have a crush on him? uh, Not the one that I had the last time, but I saw this cute guy stretching this other guy and he's real cute. Mm. Truly. I think I like, I I found him on Instagram. I was like, oh, follow. Oh, Oh, you have a girlfriend. Oh, all right, Uh, but. Unfollow. Unfollow. (laughs) Psych. Psych. Uh. You're like, JK, that was my thumb. It is kind of nice to have someone like just, even if it's like whatever, it's just like, oh, someone's like putting force on your body. I try and get Justin to do it all the time and you like can't do it. He's like, it's too hard. He'll be like, he'll just like hold up my arm. I'm like, you need to like, you need to figure this out because this is one of the benefits of being in a relationship is having oh, someone, it's you so know what I mean? True. And we don't leverage that. We don't yeah. leverage some of the benefits of being in a relationship enough. 
it's like so stretching each true. other. I mean, I have to massage him every fucking time I'm like <laughs> in my apartment, which is so annoying. <laughs> my friend, this is hilarious. So we were at a wedding and uh, Justin's guy friend, he goes, you know, me and it's An- Anthony is the best. And he goes, me and Mandy, you know, we don't fight a lot, but uh, you know, when we fight, it's about her, uh, her not running to rub my back. And Justin's like, oh my God, same with me. I never want <laughs> to rub to my back. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, Mandy says it's her nails. So what she does is takes a fork from the, from the, <laughs> from the kitchen. Oh. And he's like, and I'll show you what kind of forks are good forks. They have to be like soft at the ends. And he was like showing forks that he likes his back rub with. Oh, it was fucking amazing. my God. Dude, but mine's like at the end of the fucking day. I'm like, yo, I've been up doing blah, 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 blah. Like people want to ask about balance. Balance is saying no to scratching your boyfriend's back every night. <laughs> That's how I say balance. I say yes to everything else I shouldn't. And I say yeah, no to scratching backs. <laughs> scratching backs, man. Well, you know why? Because like, you his mom probably scratches back or his grandma. Like I remember my nanny yes. used to scratch Honey, my back. Yes. I've said say once, say it hundred times. Yeah. One of his parents is scratching the, his freaking back. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Okay. That's cute. So my turn now. One thing that I have been doing and really loving <sighs> has been reincorporating more fat into my diet. Mm. So I, you know, totally. I, I was on the train and I'm, I've been on it, but kind of focusing on it again after we had Dave Asprey on from Bulletproof him really talking about the benefits of fat and incorporating that has really just helped me to refocus on it. So I've been putting avocado in my smoothies again, mm-hmm. having the oils, having the avocado mayonnaise and mm-hmm. from Chosen Foods. So Chosen Foods has really, really amazing uh, mayonnaises and then dressings and f- like avocado products. Yeah. And I've been incorporating that like in all my cooking and stuff. Which it makes it awesome. easy to incorporate. Yeah. What like you right need. now I had- so um, good. Or last night I had a, my thistle meal and then I had um, some chosen foods like of their mayo in my meal and I was full all night. felt great. This mm. morning I've had my Fab Four smoothie. I actually had the Organifi protein, which I really like. Oh yeah. It's bomb. And yeah. then I put the turmeric, uh, their gold powder mix in there, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, full avocado. And I've been like full since eight and it feels great to like have stable blood sugar in that way. So refocusing on fat has been really awesome. Yeah. I completely agree. My uh, mental clarity has yeah. definitely yeah. been improved um, since mainly like cutting back on carbs and increasing the fat. That's, I think, the For key. Sure. You know, the carbs definitely give me that bread head. <laughs> um, and I guess last one for me, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty regular pooper and I think it's because one fiber in the diet, but I take magnesium before Mm -hmm. bed. So by morning, it's just like going. Mm -hmm. So for me, that really helps. And uh, we actually had a Robin Euclid on, Mm. or we, we talked to her the other day, that episode will be out soon. But um, when I get up, it's that hydration. I'm really not good about hydrating. I'm getting, you know, it's just a constant struggle. And so when I get up, I don't get out of bed until I finish that water bottle next to my bed. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, lubricates everything and within 20 minutes I'm like ready to go yeah I did it this morning it was major and then the last thing for both of us is class pass oh the dude I've, I've been on yo I swear to god I'm one of the I actually founding wanna, members I want to oh really yeah I, swear to god. I want to see how many classes I've taken uh, actually. oh it's a great question 
I've been using ClassPass for five years. In New York, I got it. And I was the $99 a month at the time plan unlimited. I was crushing. Like, mm. that's when I was auditioning for Soul. It's just like, I go, Lindsay and I are on tour. We're using it. I'm using it on tour in every go, city we go every to. Every city. Every city. So I can find great fucking studios. It's so easy. It's just like a pass that works everywhere. I have like loved ClassPass for so long. They have 10,000 studios around the world. And um, you can do things. I've done yoga, boot camps. I do cryo. So in Santa Monica, if you want to go to cryotherapy, you can go to cryozone. Such a good one. With class pass. And it just really makes you accountable. And it's more than like the workout. It just helps me feel sane in each of the cities, you know, that we're going to. Yeah, I completely agree. How many classes have you taken, bitch? Okay. Let's... How many actually, classes have you taken? I actually don't know if I like stopped my membership. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 156. Honey. What do you have? 300? 500 plus. Oh my God. No, that's not it. 500 classes. Those are my achievements. But when you go past? Honey, 500. Uh, how, where do you go to achievements? I don't know if you have them. See all. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, you that's bitch. So embarrassing. Oh, because you, you go to fucking cryo 85 times. No, I go to 100 classes a day. I love oh. class pass. Sorry, guys. Hey, hey, hit me up if you're 500 classes. We should probably start our own club. <laughs> um, but also, so we are actually um, sponsored and not, but we are working with Class Pass because they're such a great brand and partner. Um, yeah. This is so best. if you guys want to do a week free trial, you can classpass.com slash try slash almost 30. Mm-hmm. So classpass.com slash try slash almost 30. And you can get a free week trial. So you can go to the cryo. You can go to Pilates yoga. Um, get your free week. Get in your free classes with ClassPass. I have done this for years and I'm so excited for you guys to try it. Um, also on ClassPass now, they have ClassPass Live, which are live classes on the app. Oh, the cool. best. And you can rate the classes too. So if you have any feedback, like it's this, you know, you feel like you're connected to the community in that way. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So on today's episode, we have Liz Plosser, oh, editor-in-chief Liz. of Women's Health Magazine, which is one, a staple. I've always been yep. attracted to the Women's Health Magazine because it's showcased just like real women, athletic, real bodies. And um, Liz is going even further in trying to diversify what is being um, published in this magazine. So they have a new mental health section. Like there's just so much yep. newness that is giving it a whole other um, brand. Brand. Yeah, they have flavor. a mental health section. They um, updated food and weight loss. And now it is food and nutrition and mm-hmm. they have columnists like Gabby Bernstein on it. Um, but women's health is major. It's the woman's largest health focused media brand. They reach 36 million women in the United States alone. Um, and Liz is the editor in chief there. She has three kids. She's done a bunch of marathons. Um, and she really is just super grounded, super hardworking, super smart. Um, and she really is about the evolution of the brand and she's going to do an amazing job. So we had such a great time mm-hmm. at the first offices with her meeting her in person. Thank you, Lauren Doyle. Um, my sweet, sweet sister, Delta Gamma sorority, babe, <laughs> for hooking up with this interview. Really appreciate it. And so excited for you guys to listen. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't already rate and review on iTunes, subscribe so that our episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays are in your box. Um, pass this along to friends, you know, any episodes that resonate with you that you think could resonate with someone else, pass them on. 
and then come see us on tour. So we're on tour right now. And if we are in a city near you or one of your friends or family, um, you can go to almost30podcast.com slash tour. We love you guys so freaking much. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Me and Lindsay are talking about how women's health was always like the one that we actually would get valuable information from. Yeah. Like I did. I always felt like it actually had actionable insights. And I loved how everything was so easy. It was like five ways to whatever. Yeah. I always felt like I actually wanted to read it, not just look over. And that is music to my ears. And I felt the same way growing up. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were talking about. Yeah. I, I I just felt like it was the magazine that I saw, especially just the covers and um, the content where I saw myself because I mean, you know, our idea of like what our bodies actually or think they look like is kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would look in here and I would see strong, real bodies. And I was, it just kind of Mm -hmm. put everything into perspective that like what I was working with was okay, Mm -hmm. I guess. I know that sounds very weird, but Mm -hmm. it's just as a young, young girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important to see that. Yeah. The founding tagline for the magazine was, it's good to be you. I just Mm. love that so much. I love that. I didn't know that was the tagline. I didn't know that either. That's really cool. That's so funny. I just think about your little body. I know. Well, I know. It's all girls. It's all girls. You know what I mean? But it's so funny because you're like seven or something or you're 10. And I would die to have that body now. (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, eighth grade girls have the best bodies sometimes. (laughs) Um, Can I talk about your vision? Is that your vision board? Yeah. My vision slash mood board. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? You guys should see this. So it's right behind her desk overlooking the city. And it's so cool. Like what inspired you to do that? So, um, as I was interviewing for this job, mm-hmm. I started um, grabbing visuals and memes and just words and ideas that spoke to me, like what I wanted to bring to the brand. Mm. And I put them into like a keynote or something, which was a you know presentation yeah. as I was going through the interview process. And a lot of them come from my own personal Instagram feed, to be honest. Love it. <laughs> but I just, I think... You know, it's happy, it's colorful, mm-hmm. it's women of all different shapes and yep. sizes. I it's see diversity. A lot of diversity. It's athletes, it's artists, it's poetry, all the stuff that I wanted to bring mm. into this brand. And so a little bit after we got here into the tower, um, Elizabeth, my amazing editorial assistant, she like basically got her hands onto the presentation and my Instagram feed and started cutting it all out. She and did. she she made that for me and what surprised me. I know. Wow. So now it sits in here and kind of inspires me every day. I love that. That's amazing. I am actually I want to do that soon. I want to do something like that. There's something about having something in front of mm-hmm. you visually. Yeah. Kind of like jogging your either creative side or inspiration yeah, side. Yeah, it's always yeah. in the background in yeah. a good way. Love yeah. That. Thanks. So talk to us about, okay, I want you to introduce yourself uh, to our listeners. Um, and I'd love to know, you know, the early days, kind of your trajectory to where you are now as the editor-in-chief of Women's Health. Okay. So my name is Liz Plosser and I'm the editor-in-chief of Women's Health. I tell people every single day that I have the best job in the entire world. Wow. And I mean it with all of my heart. I really do. Mm-hmm. I have spent most of my career in magazines 
I my very first job out of college was investment banking, which is a whole other story. Wow. Oh, I want to know that story. So, so really fun, yeah. really creative. <laughs> right. Really right. you. Full of women. Yeah, really healthy. <laughs> Couldn't be more different than what I do now. But I pretty quickly figured out that was not going to be my life's passion. And through a series of lucky interactions and friends of friends, I um, got in front of the editor-in-chief of Self Magazine, Lucy Danziger. My youngest daughter, my daughter is named Lucy, so that oh. tells you how I feel about her. Um, and she really, she took a chance on me after meeting me. Uh, there was an open position as an editorial assistant, and I got it. And um, I've been kind of climbing the ranks and doing this thing ever since. Took a detour to Chicago while my husband was in grad school, getting his PhD in economics. And then we came back to New York, and I worked for a little bit at Canyon Ranch, I worked at Cosmo. I worked at Self as deputy editor. I worked at SoulCycle for mm-hmm. a little bit. Went over to the brand side, which was amazing, and I learned so much. And then before this, I was at Well and Good, which is a digital wellness and lifestyle brand. And then um, this opportunity came up. I think the common thread has been wellness and mm-hmm. health and fitness through it all. Those have always been like content pillars that I'm drawn mm-hmm. to and really passionate about. So I feel so lucky that that's kind of been the backbone of my career. Love that. And then when you were in iBanking, did you have a breaking point? Like, was there a time when you were like, (laughs) I just can't do this anymore. This isn't me. Yeah. I mean, I figured it out quite quickly. I think within the first three to six months, you're just like, Um, I knew I wanted to give it a year. And once the year was up, I was just actively talking to anybody under the sun Mm. about their job and did they love it? Did they not love it? How did they get to where they were? And it's funny, I was in such a dark place at that time. I turned to health and wellness to kind of get Mm. me through it. I signed up for my first marathon and I would go on these training runs with these strangers in Central Park and over these long runs, like miles and miles, we would we were all at different points in our life. Some of them had kids. Some of them had grandkids. Then there was me who was like, a, you know, a 22-year-old just talking about our lives. Um, I was just sort of working through, what am I doing with myself? Could I really leave this job that mm. pays so well? And I actually, the night before one of our longest runs, I had a dream that I was an editor at a health and fitness magazine. Whoa. I know. And I showed up for that run and immediately told them the story. And everyone was like, you have to do something about this. Like, you have to start talking to people in publishing and media, which I did. Um, and that that was kind of like the domino that started it all. How'd you get those first meetings? Um, I, I started leveraging my school community. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to Princeton mm-hmm. and there's a strong network in New York City. And I was very bold. I would just sort of like email people or, um, you know, people you went to school with, you heard had landed in magazines. Mm -hmm. Um, And people were so nice and lovely and gracious with their time. Yeah. I try to pay that forward too. Yeah. I think people, you'd be surprised. Like Lauren and I, you know, we went to college together. We went to DG and um, it's like so nice to to reconnect, you know, with people from school because you sometimes are like underestimate the value or I do personally of like college education, but really is like the connections that you make, you know, the most important. And I love that Mm. you were bold about it and really like went for it. So did you quit without having a a job or did you meet Lucy? No, no, no. Um, So, you know, I did the thing where you like get on the radar of the HR person at every big publishing company. Mm. 
none of it turned into anything, but you know, you're like a piece of paper in somebody's mm-hmm. filing drawer and sort yeah. of crossing your fingers that someday you're the right person. The Lucy <laughs> meeting happened, a, a good friend from college, we were out at a like, friend of hers birthday party late at night and a friend of hers was there and we were chatting about life and jobs and whatever. And he, when he heard what I wanted to do, he was like, my cousin is the editor of a wellness magazine, self magazine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to send her an email and introduce you. And, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, this is, he's never going to remember. It's never going to happen. But he did it. Um, And she was so awesome. She responded and made the time to meet with me. Wow. Have you, um, like you said that she gave you, she took Mm -hmm. a chance on you. And was that something that like you have since kind of passed on? Like how, how has that kind of affected the way you've done business since being in, you know, iBanking where I feel like you kind of have to be a little bit, Mm -hmm. have that rough exterior? Well, I think what's interesting about it, I think it's so competitive in this Mm -hmm. industry and every editor trying to get in has had like a million internships and like the perfect experience leading up to it. I'm very much drawn to job candidates and people who don't have necessarily the traditional background. Um, I think it's really interesting when you kind of pivot away and come back and have something a little bit different or a new perspective to add. So Mm. I think just knowing Lucy saw that in me helped me um, see that in other people too. Mm -hmm. Mm. And for your team now, what do you... Like, how do you manage your team? Like, what advice would you give for anyone that's like managing a team, especially here where you want them to be individuals, but you also want them to kind of live under the umbrella of women's health and like understand and represent the women's health ethos? Yeah, so I'm so lucky because I have a team of complete rock star, superstar editors that are amazing to work with every day and they surprise and delight me every single day. So it's pretty, I think that's number one is, hire fantastic people and just kind of get out of their way and let them be really spectacular at their jobs. Definitely something I've learned in this role is I need to delegate more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you you know, you get to a certain place in your career because you're sort of a a perfectionist and a type A or Mm -hmm. this and that. And like, you really can't touch every single thing to the degree that you might want to. And so... That's one thing I do is I try to empower them to do the job, whether it's a story edit or, Mm. um, you know, whatever it might be, the way that they think is best and to like restrain myself from tinkering unless it really is wrong or I feel like it needs that Mm. Um, because I think there are a lot of different ways to get something to the finish line Mm. um, and everybody has their own way of doing it. How do you empower them? Um, Well, I think that's empowering. I I mean… something I've talked about a lot is that when I worked at Cosmo under Joanna Coles, who's the chief content officer at Hearst now, this was very much her style of management. Uh She created a staff of people who were really passionate and really smart. And then she kind of stood back and let them be, Mm. do their thing. And that was incredibly empowering to feel like she trusted you and that you were the expert and that um, you were really being heard. So, I mean, that's stuck with me Mm -hmm. for the past four years and definitely something I bring into management. Yeah, it's so key, especially with all women here, you know, having it be that sort of environment, it's really important 
to foster that sense of empowerment. I feel like that's something I try to do, but I feel like communication for me sometimes is challenging to completely communicate because it's tiring at times, you know, to completely communicate mm-hmm. every single thought that I have. Yeah. And you really have to think about the reasoning behind it to make people understand things. So I think being a manager or overseeing people is really challenging. So I can imagine, you know, for you, um, that can be, I want to talk about this cover too. Yeah. Um, coming out of the gates hot, <laughs> yeah. honey. Come on. Like, can we talk Lupita. about this? Like, did you always have that vision for Lapita on the cover? How that's, did that come about? So that's about? Denai Guerrera. Oh, Denai. Denai. But it is, oh. she stars in... Um, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Black Panther. Black Panther, yes. I agree. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we wanted the July-August issue is kind of the redesigned, newly evolved women's mm-hmm. health. The mm-hmm. first issue that was start to finish, me um, and my team mm-hmm. under Hearst leadership. And, yeah, we wanted to put a woman on the cover who really moved us, um, mm-hmm. who was strong and confident and empowered. And to me, she's like the ultimate example of that. And I think she just looks cool. She, she looks, looks like I want to be wearing what she's wearing. Same. You know, she's just, there's like an energy about her. I didn't her know that, that was off-white. That's so right? cool. Yeah, that's so yeah. dope. Beautiful. So oh, this honey. is our September issue. Sorry, we're taking this in. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Jenna Dewin. Uh-huh. This is our naked issue. And there's a naked Jenna on the cover. Is there a naked everyone? There's some more nakedness happening really? inside. I mean, her body is amazing. Mm-hmm. She looks glowy. She looks strong. She looks confident. She's everything we wanted for this. Yeah. Um, she's so comfortable um, in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's glowing from the inside out, yeah. which is very much the women's health ethos. And this is, a, this is an issue that's really dedicated to nakedness as like a metaphor for how you're feeling emotionally, mentally, physically mm-hmm. in your life. And so... We did a big survey with all of our international brands where we asked women across the world about how they were feeling and thinking about their bodies and got the survey results and kind of used those to inform a big package about kind of like a modern take on body image. And honestly, it was really inspiring and uplifting Mm. to see where women were. Um, I was almost surprised in some ways, but in a good way. Like one of the questions we asked was what compliment they would most like to receive. Mm. And I was so happy when the the highest response rate was for you look fit, where you look skinny was one of the options that they could have selected. So I feel like yeah, there was some really positive, yeah, some really positive results. Um, and that made me feel, yeah, optimistic about kind of where women are and where we're going. I love that. How many women were surveyed? Over 18,000. Wow. Yeah. You mentioned um, naked in terms of also like, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have a new um, section of your publication that focuses on mental health. So I'd love for you to speak on that. We've been talking about it a lot. I think it's something that needs to be shared, especially within community, whether it's between women, between men. And so, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious as to what the feedback has been. Yeah, well... That was, there's some changes to the architecture of the magazine since I came on. And that's one of the big ones is we added a mental health department, um, which is at least five pages of content every issue, plus another page in our warm-up section, which kind of kicks off the magazine. Yeah, like you guys, I think I felt the same. I think we're living in a really turbulent time. 
whether it's needing help dealing with the stress of what's happening around us or anxiety or sleeping better or just little happiness boosts. I think women need all of those things. And then it's also about exploring more serious topics like depression and eating disorders and things like that. Um, so the, the content really runs the full gamut. I knew I wanted to do this, but when I arrived at Hearst and I was talking with our digital director, Robin, she simultaneously was exploring mental health content on our digital platforms and seeing a lot of success, um, especially on our social platforms. Mm -hmm. So I think both of us had a gut instinct that this was, there was definitely a need and a desire from our audience for more of this content. And we just completed a big subscriber survey and that in the top 10 list of content that readers wanted to see more of, various mental health topics were in the top 10. And that's next to stuff like fitness moves and cooking hacks and nutrition tips. So it was really heartening for me that, mm. you know, we were right on the money. This is definitely, our girl is looking for more of this and it's our job to tell great stories and help her. Yeah. And then like the addition, it's almost like it's just evolving to become more holistic for, for women. So it's the mental, it's the physical. And then it seems like there's a little more, bit more spiritual. So like with Gabby Bernstein or with just like additions like that, it's becoming like the woman as a whole. hundred percent. I think definitely what I've learned in my career covering wellness from magazines to the brand side at Soul yeah. to the digital side, it's this Health and wellness is like a 360-degree holistic thing. Mm -hmm. It is not just dumbbell reps and like having a green smoothie a couple times a week. It's so It bleeds into everything you do. And that is 100% our ethos at Women's Health too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your personal like wellness routine, like self-care? Like how do you, because I can imagine that you're bombarded with a lot of different things, you know, a lot of these, and for us as well, you know, interviewing a lot of people in health and wellness, we're bombarded with a lot. Um, some we take, some we don't. So I'm curious of how you determine what you're going to add or do you try everything or what's that like? So I actually, I kind of get into this in the editor's letter for the September issue. For me, when I feel my best, I am fittest. And for me, that means I'm working out regularly. I'm getting good sleep. I'm eating pretty clean. And, you know, you go in and out of that spectrum and sweet spot throughout your life. I think there are times when you're better at some and better at others. Mm -hmm. But when all three of those are like firing on all cylinders, that's when I feel just like so smart at work, so on it with my kids and family. And I just feel like I'm kind of performing at my peak mm -hmm. in is all aspects of my life, I would say. So, you know, that's, it can mean different things. Um, one week it might be running and lifting. Another week it might mean going to a soul class or trying a new yoga class. It's kind of like giving your body what it needs at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like in awe that you have three kids mm -hmm. and can manage and have like just progressed in your career mm -hmm. all the while raising children, Thanks. being a wife. Mm -hmm. Truly, because I think about that a lot because I think you know, that is one of my dreams to be able to do simultaneously. I don't see myself necessarily taking time off for a long time when I have kids. So, and I'm sure Chris is the same way. And so how have you been able to expand your container in terms of like how 
much you can take on and mm-hmm. how do you digest it, let go of things that maybe aren't for you anymore, take on more things, have enough love, you know? Yeah. All of Oof. that. So many good questions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's every day is a bit of a hustle mm-hmm. and you just do the best you can. I'm not always the best mom because sometimes I'm working really late or I'm leaving really early. But then on the days that work is slower, I'm, I can give more of myself to my family. And yeah. so it's kind of like leaning in in either direction for me. I think another huge piece of it for me is my husband, who's amazing and has been such a supporter of me and my career. And like I was telling you guys a bit ago, when the nanny called out yeah. sick today, like he knew I had a crazy day that I was coming in to do our podcast. And then yay. I have, yay, <laughs> all these other Dream meetings. husband. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So he's the one that's staying home from work and doing a remote work day. And I think that's been key to my success is having a partner who's completely invested in it too. Yeah, absolutely. And juggling that balance of it. Is it hard sometimes to come in here and shut off from from family and vice versa? Like when you get home, is it hard to shut off work in your mind? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, because usually I'm trying to get home at a certain time to be able to spend time with them before they go to bed, which means things get left undone at the Mm -hmm. office. So you have to actively kind of like shut that off Mm -hmm. and remind yourself like you're going to get back online later or, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of those three things on your to-do list that you didn't get done. When I'm at work, I, I think the real answer to that question is you have to be so engaged in whichever one you're in in that moment. And sometimes that takes like active like, okay, stop, stop thinking about mm-hmm. that. You're reading Curious George to your three-year-old mm-hmm. now. Put that thought out mm-hmm. of your brain. You can focus on that work thing in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And same at work. Yeah. yeah. Just being like an active participant in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about, I know this is kind of going back, but talking about your transition and your career trajectory. So did you always know you wanted to be an editor-in-chief? And then so each of the jobs was kind of like, your step to get closer to that? Or or did you move through and kind of just go with whatever was most interesting or fit best at the time? Um, I think as a young editor, my dream was to be an editor-in-chief. Like, that's all I wanted. And I was trying to soak up every bit of knowledge um, that I possibly could. I think at some point, especially when we left New York and moved to Chicago, we never anticipated coming back to New York. I figured... After Matt finished grad school, we would like move to random town USA. Mm-hmm. I would be a freelancer. He would be a professor. So I think my mental perspective on my career trajectory shifted at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in a bad way. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it would, I knew whatever it was going to be, I would be happy and fulfilled and would make the best of it. And then coming back to New York, it kind of reopened that path. But then the world changes so much and media changes so much. And I found myself interested in the brand side and different ways of creating content and different ways of interacting with readers, writers, whoever they might be. This is a long way of saying at times it has been my dream for sure. Mm -hmm. And at other times, other things have been more interesting and felt like the right direction to go in. Mm. It's weird with your dream, the dream that you had. I wonder if sometimes I think about memories that we've had and they become more significant because things happen. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like if you would never become editor-in-chief, I wonder if you would have forgot about that dream. Like the dream that you had. Because I think about random memories in my life and I'm like, they become significant because of future events. Yeah. No, it's 
It's so true. I remember the first time I saw Women's Health on a newsstand. Yeah. Mm. The old um, exactly, like, black what? and white covers. I was, It was like a magnet that drew me in. Like you were yeah. saying you saw yourself in it. I was like, that, that girl. Like I want to yes. be that girl. I want to yeah. read about that girl. I want to see what's inside this magazine. And I became obsessed with Women's Health. This was like 13 years ago when it wow. launched. And I would buy it every month on the newsstand. And it's funny because I would move around from apartment to apartment in New York and then Chicago. And, you know, as you're moving, you try to, like, curate your belongings and, like, Mm -hmm. not take your entire apartment with you. And those black and white issues of women's health, I carried them around from apartment to apartment to the point I still have them all these years later. Wow. And I think, like, that would just be a funny thing I did until this job came to be and it was like, oh. Yeah, that's there, like is there like a reason like this was happening? Yeah. Do you believe in that, that stuff? Like what's your spiritual yeah. practice like? <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe that you can manifest things mm-hmm. by thinking about them and talking about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think leaving iBanking and getting into publishing is a perfect example. Yeah. Like if I hadn't been talking about it and thinking about it, I don't those conversations and serendipitous moments um, that led to the first job would never have happened. Um, so I do think it's really important to write down and say out loud the stuff that you care about and dream about. Yeah, mm. I completely agree. Are there any holes in this industry, in this well uh, health and wellness industry that you are excited to fill or start talking about? Um, I mean, for sure, mental health, I think, is mm. this big white space that we're going into. I think another thing that's exciting to me is that we have this great opportunity to work with Men's Health, um, our brother brand, cool. in a way that I don't think has really been leveraged in the past mm. or that can be leveraged even more so. Um, so Men's Health has a new editor-in-chief, Rich Dormant, who I've been working with pretty closely. Mm. And we have a couple of projects in the works that we're collaborating on across cool. brands. Wow. Yeah. So I do think as two of the leading global wellness brands, like our power together to reach so many millions of men and women is huge yeah. and exciting. And that's definitely something I'm excited about exploring and uh, bringing to life. Would it be like relationship like type stuff or? A little bit. Cool. Um, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. Always with like a health and wellness mm-hmm. uh, vibe to it. And mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And I also just think of men as dumb insignificant I'm just kidding (laughs) I I just think of them as having being strong both Mm -hmm. physically and mentally and I think if I were to see you know one just kind of a cross uh, relationship between the two brands and able to maybe hear the truth from men um, both on mental health even you know their experience with body dysmorphia. I just kind Mm -hmm. of always think it's like what women deal with. And so, you know, just to basically make everyone human and just take away that, that idea of gender. And even to talk about, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, just the masculine and feminine energy and not necessarily having it be something that one sex owns, but that we all have both. Yeah. And dancing with that and being able to communicate better if we know uh, more about that. So true. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think one big thing that's important for me with this brand is that as much as we're offering so much service and tips to help women make positive, actionable changes in their life, at the end of the day, to me, it's 
like how they feel their best. I don't want to define what that looks like. Mm. It's them finding that for themselves. And it's going to be different for everybody. And everybody's on a different, at a different point on their journey. And so that's something we're really focused on is like making sure we're meeting women at those various stages. You know, Mm. the women who already know every lunge under the sun and then the woman who's like going to the gym for the first time to do a workout and apply that to literally all of our content pillars. Um, yeah. And just having her kind of figure out what clicks and what doesn't and the power of making all those choices and finding what resonates with you to like mm. unlock this better version of yourself. Mm. I love that. So you went, and then I want to talk about too, so you went from digital to print. <laughs> so what was that transition like and, and what drew you to that and what, what are you applying um, so digital is obviously much more fast paced. Just mm-hmm. yeah. the amount of content we were pushing out every day was, you know, massive. Mm-hmm. You can also, you see feedback so quickly that you can apply it just as quickly, which is really fun. Yeah, Print has always been my first love, you know, and the type of content I've worked mm-hmm. in for the most of my career. And when I, I accepted the job and started it. I was a little bit like, what's it going to feel like after years away from it? Is it still going to feel the same? And the answer is yes. It's so fun and amazing. It's such a luxury to have time to create something like this that is a tangible printed mm. product that mm. people like sit down and experience. Um, and we take that really seriously with the types of stories we're doing, how meticulously we edit them the time we can spend with our design team to make a beautiful layout that's approachable and innovative and creative. So I think women's health resonates in different ways wherever our reader is consuming it, but it's really fun to be mostly working on this piece of the puzzle. Mm. Yeah, with digital, it's, I have to, with digital publications, it would be hard for me to, you know, be putting out three pieces of content a day. And it does feel like sometimes I would feel like my stuff got lost. You'd be like, this piece is awesome, you know, and then you put it on and then the next day you're putting out just as many pieces. So I can imagine like working on a project that you feel really proud of in print would be so fulfilling. Yeah, it is really fun. You talked about your pillars. Can you share those pillars for the content? Yeah. So our content pillars are health, of course, mm-hmm. um, fitness food and nutrition, mental health, um, and then relationships, I would say, which is mm. a section we call love and life. And then beauty and style as well. How do you decide, and I know you have a team to help you do this, but in terms of working with various brands, I'm sure you're getting an onslaught of um, pitches and products and brands and things like that. So how do you decide Do you always have to try them? Is it like extensive research? We kind of do that on a smaller scale with almost 30. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult um, because we have to think, it's not just us. Obviously, we have to think about our audience and how they're all over the world. Um, They're at all different levels of, um, not levels, just um, on the wellness spectrum, either just going into it or super advanced, you know? So how do you decide? Well, we feel the same way. We, because our readers trust us implicitly to be the ultimate curators of all the stuff that's out there. Mm -hmm. And you guys know this, the wellness world has like 
exploded. Mm-hmm. I think back to my first I know. job itself all those years ago. It's like an totally different world in an awesome way when mm-hmm. you're doing what we're doing. So our team of editors meticulously vets everything. We never recommend a product um, or say something's worth buying and you know tell you how to shop for it unless we've tried it and we believe in it. Um, so that's super important to us. And I think over the years, our readers have learned that we have serious cred and we're not just like plugging something to plug right. it. So that's majorly important to us. And I know you guys feel us the too. same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Very important. What are some wellness things that you're obsessed with right now? Any brands or thing, workouts, yeah. practices? So I'm obsessed with this place that opened, gosh, a little less than a year ago, I want to say now, mm-hmm. um, called Recover NYC. Cool. I'm all about recovery lately. Me too. Me too. Tell me more. So this place is awesome. Um, I'm often there and catalog it on my Instagram. Um, but it is a studio that has all these different recovery modalities. My favorite one is the air compression booties. That mm-hmm. you, like have those. you guys done those? Yes. yes. I've seen them, but I haven't done them. Oh, you got to try it. So you, they go from your foot to the top, you know, up to your hips. Yeah. And they squeeze air in and out. And it just, it feels like all the lactic acid and aches and pains are just wow. like, like melting massage. out of your legs. Yeah. It's amazing. Especially With all you your as a writing, runner. Yeah. yeah. And all your writing, it just, mm-hmm. you can, you can feel the difference afterwards. And they have other stuff there, like a water massage table. Um, Rick, the owner, is a trainer and also a physical therapist. So he like did a body alignment on me. It was, I was having some hip pain on my left side when I was running. Um, it would show up toward the end of a run and then kind of hang out yeah. the rest of the day. I don't know what he did to me. I mean, I know what he did to me, but it's, it just is gone. Yeah. Like a chiropractor almost, but not. He's not a chiropractor, yeah. but yeah, kind of, the, I've actually never been to one, but cool. the, the way people talk about their chiropractors. Did he crack uh, things? He didn't crack things. Okay, um, he kept things. like adjusting like where my mm-hmm. pelvic bone was and then he would have me like do a move and he'd be like okay stand back up we got to do blah 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 again it's like resistance stretching sometimes yes, too he yeah. did a bunch of resistance stretching mm-hmm. and some core moves that I was like why are we doing core moves yeah, this, is, this is about my hip <laughs> oh my but he was right wow. um, and it felt instantly better and I kept waiting for it to come back and this has been like more than a month since he did this treatment on me and my hip has not bothered me once since. So I think he and his team are really smart and whether you're just tired and achy from city life or you're an athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, an instructor or like a runner or whatever you might be, there's something there for you. And they have this thing that I ended up getting and I use it at home now called um, the Hypervolt. Have you guys heard of this? Mm -hmm. No. I'm surprised you don't know. It's well, it's like the Theragun. It's like the Theragun. It's, I find that the noise level is softer. Oh, cool. And it has different nozzles you can put in it. I'm cool. Yeah. So, so what do you do with it? I like rub it all over my muscles really? every night on my end. And what does it do? It's like a self massage really? and mm-hmm. kind of like trigger point therapy and foam Ooh. rolling all in one. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Yeah. You need to know about this. Okay. Yeah. Hyperbolt. I Hyper-bolt? love mm-hmm. Hyperbolt. Okay. We just... Bolt. Okay. Did we write it about it in July, August, Lauren? Hypervolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a... Pop we, quiz. Show you how obsessed I am with recovery. We did a page on the best recovery products. And this you is, did. This is one of the ones that we... It's the secret that's sauce. So on point. Yeah. Yes. I it's think so for, key. I don't know when it was, but... 
well, maybe even with Soul Cycle, you know, like that craze where it's like high intensity cardio mm-hmm, all the time, mm-hmm. shed the fat, do mm-hmm. this, do that. And I love Soul Cycle, but I don't think you can do it all the time and have that be your only workout. Mm-hmm. workout. Right. But I do feel like as women are getting hip to the idea that the body needs rest just as much as it needs that high intensity or else yeah. it's going to, I don't even know what the scientific explanation is, but holding mm-hmm. on to this kind of like surface layer of fat or the inflammation. Your body is in stress mode. Yeah. 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 I feel like my, whenever I'm very stretched out, my body looks leaner too. Yeah. Like my butt looks fuller because it's not so like tight against my hips. Well, you stand differently Mm -hmm. too. Stand different. Your arms are back. You're standing up straighter. That's another big thing that's happening in New York right now is all these stretch studios that are opening. Wow. We have some in LA. Yeah. 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 So good. I think Stretch Lab is coming to New York. Oh, a great one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. like a now a chain, but so that's great. And what is you know nutrition look mm-hmm. like for you day to day? Um, so most days I start with a smoothie. I have coffee before I run or lift mm-hmm. or whatever class I take in the early morning. I don't have a meal first. I find it gives me like a side me stitch too. and I just don't want something at five in the morning. Um, but then I come home and I usually make a big I have a Vitamix and I make a big like Almond butter, milk, blah, 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 mm-hmm. smoothie for my kiddos and me. Usually there's banana in there. And lunch can be a little bit of anything. It could be a salad at my desk. If the day is crazy, I might just be having like Quest bars throughout the day and nibbling mm-hmm. more. And then at night, we love to cook. So I think we probably do takeout like once every six weeks, which makes us wow. unicorns in New York City. Truly, yeah. I was going to say. I know. I'm really lucky because Matt, my husband, loves to cook. Mm. And that's like his way of unwinding. He's a unicorn. I know. Yeah, honestly. What the heck, Matt? Hello. I know. It's his way of Being unwinding at the end of the day. So he usually has some great idea for what we're going to cook for dinner. So like last night we made a quinoa bowl with grilled chicken and avocado and roasted so corn good. and like some do crazy... Do the kids eat at all? I was going to say, do the kids like to eat well? No. Sadly, we eat Pick after age. the kids go to bed. Um, okay. So we eat pretty late. They're the... They were, take like hot dogs. four hours to eat. They sit at they, the table for eight hours. Things, brown and tan things. Yeah. yeah. They, for a yeah, while. Literally, <laughs> my son George calls French fries chicken. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to call everything. Yeah. <laughs> chicken. It's kind of hilarious when he does oh. it, but it's a problem too. <laughs> <laughs> that That's is amazing. So cute. Um, last question for me. What do you think? So, looking at your career path, what do you think has been made you so successful, you know, to actually fulfill your dream of becoming an editor in chief at Women's Health? Like what's different about you? You know, what can other women who want to be in a similar position as you do to help perpetuate their career in the place where they want it to be? Wow, that's a big question. I think one quality I have is I am always open to new opportunities and learning something extra. So I never feel wherever I've been in my career, like I'm above something or that... I already knew how to do it and didn't need to like take the class or ask somebody for help. That has one helped me learn a lot of new skills that I necessarily, I wasn't necessarily looking for, but that have been really helpful. Um, And it's also just kind of like open new doors Mm. to new people and Mm. new 
you know, like, oh, I'm interested in that and I didn't realize it. So I think hard work and to be open to possibility where however tiny or huge it might appear at the time. Mm, love that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and last question for me, where do you see women's health going? I think it's come even so far since you've uh, been at the helm, but um, what are you Thank excited you. about bringing? Oh, this is readers. just, it's already such an epic global brand that reaches mm-hmm, like 35 million women a month. It's amazing. I think this is the most exciting time for wellness right now. Mm -hmm. And for, we have such an opportunity to reach so many women and like really be the ultimate, the ultimate brand and voice in this space. And so we just, we want to keep working so hard to tell those stories and to find um, new women to reach and to share the good word, the good uh, women's health word with them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think like the storytelling is so important and you guys do it so well for women to be able to see themselves in someone else's story is like, yeah, it's underrated. Mm -hmm. You know, we love the lists and we love the, you know, mapped out workouts and then nutrition stuff. But to hear stories, I think is, I think so too. Special. And I think for this brand, like the possibilities for extensions off the printed page and outside of the social and digital space, they're just endless. Like, and there's so much creativity in this building. So all the new ways we can create content and infuse our our ethos and outlook on health and wellness. I think it's really exciting to see where we'll go next. So exciting. Love it. Great little bow. I know. Great little bow on our um, <laughs> This is a dream. Yeah. We are. Aww, really, thanks, guys. We for are, me, too. Aw. So <laughs> grateful. Truly. Um, how can people find you? So I know you have an Instagram. Can they follow you mm-hmm. wherever you Order go? Your is it private? <laughs> yes, is it just the babes? <laughs> um, it's a mix. People like the babes, though. I'm oh, always I like, I'm sure. Like my running picture? Babes. No. They yeah. just like the pictures of my <laughs> blonde children. children right little nuggets. My Instagram handle is at Liz Plosser, L-I-Z-P-L-O-S-S-E-R. Right. Um, so yeah, you can check me out there. And the women's health yeah, handle, of course. course. <laughs> women's health mag. <laughs> I was going to ask well, that. Don't worry. <laughs> and stay tuned for this beautiful, is mm-hmm. it September issue? Yeah. Of women's health. This is, has this been done before? This is the never second this. time the U.S. version has done a naked issue. Wow, um, beautiful. You know, a lot has changed in the past year since you know, all the yes. Me Too stuff has come out. It's like yeah. a, a bit of a different time. So we we were really committed to continuing this theme, but through the modern lens of what has happened and where our culture is today. So yeah. I'm really proud of what the team's put together and I can't wait for the world to see it. Yeah, you should be proud. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Join the secret Facebook group so we can talk about this episode. Mm -hmm. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. You're the bomb. Mm -hmm. Coming to you from New York. Yeah. See you soon. See you later. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Liz Plosser. How cool is she? Editor-in-chief of Women's Health Magazine, a magazine that I adore and have always adored. But as it evolves, especially with Liz and her team, I mean, it's really something to witness. It's a sign of the times. Um, Just me left in this outro. Krista had to scoot. She's working on something else for the podcast. We got to split our time. We got to like split our bodies. We basically 
morph into four people um, constantly. But we love you guys. We will see you on tour, almost30podcast.com slash tour. See if we're coming to a city near you. If not, write into us. We want to come to a city near you period the end we're going international in the new year so our international uh listeners please message us dm us email us we want to know where you are and if you want us to come and see you (laughs) maybe a sleepover it could be intimate um we love you we love you thank you for your support as always if you subscribe rate and review on itunes it does mean the world to us and we are always listening you guys are the reason why we have grown uh and why our show has evolved and keeps evolving so please don't hesitate to contact us we love you stay tuned for a new episode on thursday